I love this. A pack of unicorns is called a blessing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so do I go with my blessing? You, you can grab a whole bunch of unicorns and go as a blessing. I like that. Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. I'm Kat. And I'm Ams. And we're the Two Hot Wives. Tonight we're talking about unicorns. Unicorn threesomes. Threesomes. Well, what other kind of unicorn experience is there? Well, I think... are they all threesomes? I think if you ask a unicorn, they can do all the things, right? (laughs) But isn't it usually a a single woman who has sex with another couple, meaning three? Well, so I think if you ask your average unicorn, if there is such a thing as an average unicorn. I don't think so. If you are mystical and magical and rare, you're not average. You're right. They're all special. They're all special and lovely. But I, I think if you were to ask a unicorn, they would not want to be put in this tiny little box of the only thing that they're interested in or good for is a unicorn threesome, right? A unicorn is a is a single woman who is in the lifestyle, who right. enjoys hanging out with people in the lifestyle, playing with people in the lifestyle, and they can do all the things, right? They could, right. They yeah. could have- They could a- join an orgy. Absolutely, they could join Got an it. orgy, right. and they would be so welcome in an orgy. <laughs> In any event, for tonight's episode, we're talking about the act, the kink of a a unicorn threesome, meaning the opportunity to be a guest star in somebody's threesome experience. Sounds very glamorous. It is kind of fucking awesome, to be honest. But before we get into it, Kat, what are we drinking tonight? So I'm so glad you asked. Um, So I'm doing something a little different with season four. Ooh, tell me more. We drink a lot. (laughs) We do. We we have drunk a lot. I think people involved in the lifestyle in general drink a lot because Mm. we go out a lot. We do a lot of fun things. And almost all of these things involve alcohol. Someone's having a party. You're making cocktails. We're going to a concert or we're going to a club. We're having cocktails. Yeah. It's not good for us. Uh, You're absolutely right. And the more research I do, the more I realize it's poison. Yeah. I've been poisoning our listeners, Amps. Yeah. <laughs> Not that they're complaining, right, but right. but yeah, right. like alcohol is the feeling you have is basically like you're a little bit dying and it's a little bit fun. <laughs> yeah. So I did some research and turns out cannabis is so much better for us. Right. I still want that buzz. Sure. I still want to party and have a good time. Yeah. It's a bit of a social lubricant, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. let's be real. It it just makes it a little bit easier to have a good time. Right. And now that it's legal in so many places, it's a lot more approachable. It's a lot easier to get. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been doing a little experimenting. I generally don't like to be high in a group of people who are not high. Sure, yeah. It, it feels silly. It, I feel silly. I feel kind of self-conscious, right? Yeah, sure. So there's that level that's just right where you you feel a little buzzed at the same level that everybody else is yeah. when they've had a cocktail or two, probably mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. That's about right. Yeah. So I thought more about it and I thought, why am, why am I drinking cocktails when I could replace that alcohol with cannabis? Sure, yes. Comes yeah. in a tincture. Yes, you can buy a tincture. Yep. So that's what I did. Yay. I love this idea. Yeah. So I'm experimenting with can of cocktails. Woohoo. I'm love sure it. I'm not the first person to, to use that phrase, but that's what we're doing. We're making can of cocktails. I love this. So so what is this particular can of cocktail? This is the apple palm spritz. So what is in the apple palm spritz? Okay. Well, it's pomegranate juice. Yes. Apple juice. Uh, rosemary, so yes. fresh sprigs of rosemary. And then uh, you shake that all up with some ice, put it in a glass and top it with club soda and a couple of dashes of aromatic bitters. And do you know how much tincture to add? So here is where you have to figure out what's right for you. Okay. For me, quarter of a gummy right. 
which is like what what is that that's like about, five milligrams yeah something about like five that. milligrams yeah a little less than five milligrams seems to be my sweet spot yeah someone else it might be just a little bit more you need to look at the bottle mm-hmm. how many milligrams are in the bottle how many servings does it make or how many milligrams are in one dropper Right. If there's 10 milligrams in a dropper, I'm putting half a dropper in my cocktail. Now, think also you might be having two. By the time I go to the second drink, there's been some time. It's worn off a little bit. I can put in a little bit more, but probably not another five. Right. So this is where our listeners need to experiment a little bit and figure out what's right for them. Yes. So what I'm hearing you say is read the fucking directions. (laughs) Make sure you know like exactly how much you're dosing yourself. Start low. Trial and error. A little bit of trial and it takes a little bit of trial and error. Yeah. The other thing I would say is it takes more time for the cannabis to get into your system through a tincture, through a drink, just like an edible, right? right? It takes more time for it to get through your system than alcohol. So maybe at the end of a of a cocktail, you're like, oh, I'm starting to feel a buzz. With cannabis, you might get to the end of your cocktail and feel nothing and think, oh, I need to I add a add bunch more. more. And then an hour later, you're regretting all of your life choices. <laughs> yeah, so, be careful. Yeah. Don't a tincture does hit you faster, though, than a gummy. Uh, does it if you swallow I so. it? I think so. Well, in it's any already way, broken down. Yeah, you got to experiment a little bit right, and see right. what works for you and start small. <laughs> I heard Biden was rescheduling cannabis like now-ish. I need to actually look up the... What? Yeah, he's rescheduling it from schedule one, which means oh, like okay. no useful medical use right, or whatever right. to like a schedule three or something. So hmm. it's like... the. The wave, the trend is here. It's happening. We're it's, on the we're on the cutting edge. We're in the fucking vanguard Woo-hoo! of cannabis <laughs> cocktails. Yes. Yeah. And it's delicious. This tastes delicious. Just, you know, don't drive afterwards. Be careful. Yeah, yeah treat it like a real alcoholic beverage. Yes. Like you would. For sure, for sure. And with our cocktails. We need some hot tails. <gasps> So, Ams, I'm dying to hear about your hot tail. So funny you should ask. (laughs) You know, I was thinking about when people talk about unicorns and the conversation tends to devolve into unicorn hunting and like, how do I bag a unicorn and how do I bag like the hot bi babe? All of these Mm -hmm. kind of cringy narratives around unicorns. Demeaning. Yeah. Objectifying all of it. So I thought I would flip that narrative on its head and share my hot tale of bagging a hot bi bro. Uh Uh-huh. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So back in Miami, when we went to podcast a palooza, what was that about two years ago? Mm -hmm. We met an amazing couple, the beach beds. Do you remember them? I absolutely remember. They are such an awesome couple. First off, like she is lovely and thoughtful and sweet. Super cute. Oh, adorable. Yeah. She is adorable. And do you remember how she asked a question of us before PCAP, basically asking like people say women rule the lifestyle. Right. Is that true or is that just lip service? I think we ended up basing our whole seminar on her question. Yeah. It really kind of triggered a bunch of the discussion around our seminar. And I still think about that question all the time when Mm -hmm. we're addressing lifestyle issues. So anyway, she's awesome. Major girl crush there. And he is sexy. Gorgeous. Yes. He is super tall. He's got like really chiseled features. He's like He's got like a runner's body. I was just thinking that. He's like lean but muscular. Yes. Yeah. Looks yes. great. Super handsome guy. We had such a great time hanging out with them in Miami. And we stayed in touch for right. years, right? We had like a little four-way chat going and we would just check in with each other. Oh, you know, every couple months mm-hmm. or so. Well, Mr. Beachbed was coming into town for work and the three of us, Mr. Ams and Mr. Beachbed and I decided to get drinks together. Did you make him your manicorn? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was ex- I was excited to have drinks with him, but I really didn't think it was going to go beyond that. Mm-hmm. Well, Mrs. Beachbed, that little minx, jumped into the chat and said, and I'm somewhat quoting here, 
Hey, lovelies, I wanted to throw a little something out there. If things line up, the three of you meet and the timing slash mood slash interest is right on Wednesday, I wholeheartedly and enthusiastically support the three of you taking the evening beyond drinks. Devil emoji. Uh Uh-huh. What the fuck did we do before devil emoji? I don't know. It's a very useful emoji. Has there not always been a devil? I think we had to make that look with our eyes. I guess so. Or write it longhand in calligraphy. (laughs) With the word emoji? I don't think we had the word emoji until there was actual emojis. Actual emojis. Yes. Yes. And why does all the shit go down on Wednesdays? Oh, party like it's Wednesday. I know. Yeah. I know. So it's, it's right there in the middle and you just need an escape. That's maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Like you've gotten your shit done on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You need to like blow off some steam to make it through Thursday and and Friday. That's right. Anyway, he was coming in on Wednesday and I saw the message and I was a little I was honestly a little bit taken aback at first because that was totally not expecting that I wasn't expecting it at all. You know, and I wrote back kind of like, "Ooh, that sounds hot. Totally vague response because I just didn't know. I didn't know if that would be something I'd be interested in. But I knew it was hot and I knew it was coming into town. So we we met on Wednesday at the lobby bar of his hotel. We got our drinks. We started talking. And like 10 minutes in, I'm like, yeah, this is going to happen. This, this Well, you met at his hotel bar. Well, but That's it's convenient. He, well, I like to keep my <laughs> options open, Cat. Right, right? you know? <laughs> and I'm sure he wasn't expecting... But right. And so I kind of settled in at that point. I ordered another drink. We're talking. I'm letting the conversation get like a little bit more flirty. And about an hour in, I kind of look at the guys. I'm like, I think we should take this conversation upstairs. And And um, they were just waiting for you to say that. Of course, they did not have to twist their arms. (laughs) Like bounced up out of their chairs, went and got another round of drinks. And we took it upstairs to his his hotel room. So then we get upstairs and we start kind of setting up the room to be a little bit sexy. I think Mr. Ams must have brought the lights. Like we had like red light bulbs and purple light He's bulbs. He's always prepared. He is such a fucking Boy Scout. I love that about him. I really do. He is always prepared. It's usually like a go bag uh-huh. in the back of the car. Always. Yeah. So we're setting up the room and we're starting to talk about Boundaries, you know, normal stuff like is penetrative sex okay? Condom use is mandatory, that kind of thing. And Mr. Beachbed said, by the way, I'm bisexual. Is that a problem? Is that an issue? Are there any other boundaries that you want to put in place? Hmm. And for Did that surprise you? I think I had known because it's a small community Mm -hmm. and people kind of know things about other people. But, you know, I never make assumptions if I haven't heard from someone directly. In any event, I was like kind of excited for the experience because it felt a little bit exotic to me. Mm -hmm. To Like I am 100% sure that I have been with bisexual guys, but they don't necessarily share that information with me because there's a lot of prejudice around that issue. Like it's – I do not feel like bisexual men are treated – fairly equally yeah, in the lifestyle. True. Yeah. So it's it's something that a lot of people choose not to share right. with their partners. And I respect that that I don't need to know that information, but knowing it, I was like this, this is hot. This is kind of hot. <laughs> like this is super hot dude and who knows, maybe I'm going to see like a little dude action or at least I can have it kind of going on in the back of my mind while we're doing it cuz I find the idea of two guys together uh-huh. kind of hot. Did you express that to the two of them? To well, Mr. Ams? So, so Mr. Ams, you know, identifies as straight. Right. And uh I was concerned like maybe he would find this uncomfortable, maybe this would be challenging for him, but he was super cool about it. He's like, "Look, I'm straight, but Incidental touching is no big deal. So he's basically greenlighting the whole thing. And he's like, this sounds fun. I'm ready to go. And I'm like super excited, like little girl clapping Uh in my uh mind. Like, oh, my God, I get to have a threesome with these two super hot dudes. And I can just let my head kind of run wild wherever, you know, wherever my mind is going to take it. Oh, and there was one request from Mrs. Beachbed. Oh. She wanted some pictures. Of course. Of the evening. Okay. And you know how I feel about pictures. Yeah, you don't pictures. like pictures. I fucking hate pictures. You don't just hate pictures. You fucking hate I pictures. I fucking hate pictures. With a passion. Yes. I, I. So so now all of a sudden I'm feeling a little bit like, oof, 
do I want to do this or not? But I'm looking at these two guys. One of they're both like being super, super brave, right? One of them is expressing his sexuality. Right. The other one is like totally open and, you know, game for whatever. And like, maybe I should put my big girl panties on or take my big girl panties off <laughs> and be brave, right? Yeah. Be brave. And is there a way that I can get comfortable with it? So I basically said, you know, if the pictures are, they don't include my face mm-hmm. and they only get shared in our little four-way chat, which is kind of locked down. You can't right. download the pictures or anything like that. Then I'm okay with it. Cool. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, it's on. Wow. It's okay. on like Donkey Kong. We're going to like have an amazing night. And I start kissing Mr. Beachbed. And he's really, really tall. So I'm like standing on my tippy toes and I'm kissing him. And Mr. Ams is behind me kind of kissing my neck and and touching the back of me. And I have to say, like, there's a lot of fun things you can do in an MFM threesome, Mm -hmm. right? You Mm -hmm. can do DP, which is double penetration, DVP, which is double vaginal penetration. You can do all this stuff. But my one of my favorite things is just like that sandwich moment, right? Where uh, one guy's in front of you and one behind. one is behind you and they're both like kissing you and touching you. It's like it's a oh, it's just a yummy am sandwich and I love it <laughs> so much. And I don't need to be in a hotel room to do that, right? Like I've yeah. done that on the dance floor with two guys and yeah. I love that. Yeah. That there it's is hot. nothing it- that like revs my engine more than that moment Mm -hmm. where the the guys are just kind of squishing me between them. So Uh we did that for a while. I started like taking my fingertips and I was pulling his shirt out of his waistband and like rubbing my fingertips kind of on his skin and under the waistband. And it it was hot. I was getting him naked. He was getting me naked. And we all get on the bed and we're, you know, kissing and kind of exchanging oral and stuff like that. And then Mr. Ams jumps up and says, is it okay if I take some pictures? I'm like, all right. So he starts to take some pictures. And, you know, the nice thing, this happened a few months ago. Mm -hmm. The nice thing was I can go back and look at the pictures and remember exactly what we did because it's memorialized. See, that's why people like pictures. I know. I know. I see some value in it. I do. I see some value in it. I have no problem saying I'm wrong about something if I... Yeah. In fact, wrong about something. It just doesn't happen that often. Well, it's your opinion for your for your own self. Right. It's not right or wrong. Right. You can change right, your right. mind. You know what? It is a woman's prerogative That's to, right, to change, change her mind. mind. <laughs> and drive Mr. Am's crazy. Fucking crazy. You're right. <laughs> yep. But he loves me uh-huh. anyway. Yeah. So I was looking back at the pictures. And in one of them, Mr. Beachbed and I are standing on the side of the bed. And I'm kind of leaned over the bed. And he's you know, inside me and he's mm-hmm. leaning over and like, like holding my breast and kissing my neck and my hair is covering my face and the lights are all sort of, you know, reds and purples. And I was like, damn, that looks really, really hot. You know, we did that for a while. And uh, in another one, I am laid out on my stomach with like my ass facing the camera and Mr. Beachbed is standing up and I'm giving him a blowjob. And like, that looks good. And I'm looking, and I'm like, damn, my ass looks really, really good <laughs> in this picture. Like, and he looks good too, but uh-huh. oh my God, my butt just looks amazing in this picture because I don't ever get that view. Right. And when you don't allow any pictures. Right. Then I never get to see, get it, to later see either. it. Yes. So anyway, we we take the pictures and then Mr. Ams gets back on the bed and we're doing like the more advanced MFM moves, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, it all just feels like really easy and comfortable. Like the transition from one thing to another. At one point I'm like sucking one of them off and the other one's behind me fucking me and we're doing all this stuff. And it just moves from one thing to another really seamlessly, like really, really nice. comfortable. So like the sex was awesome. It was amazing. And then we ate a bunch of takeout and went home. <laughs> like Mr. Ams and I high-fived because it, it's just an amazing, easy, awesome experience. And I checked with Mr. Ams afterwards, like, was there any issues? Did you have any issues with mm-hmm. the experience? And he's like, actually, it was pretty great because I didn't have to worry about the buffer. I was like, what are you talking about? The, the buffer? buffer? He's like the hetero buffer. <laughs> There's a hetero buffer? Apparently, when two 
dudes are in an experience, they try to keep like a one or two inch buffer between, you know, and, and yeah. I get that too. Cause I like, if I'm playing with a, with a group of people and I don't know whether or not someone else wants to experience my touch, I don't touch them. Right. right. I, I just try to right. kind of give them a little bit of space. Right. Um, so I get that. And he's like, I didn't have to worry about that. It, 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 wasn't on my mind. I could enjoy it more. Hmm. Oh, and at one point, Mr. Beachbed looks at us and he's like, damn, you guys are a really sexy couple. And I was like, oh, that's so nice because, you know, the, I get lots of compliments from right. the guys. Right. But how often does Mr. Ams get like a awesome compliment, compliment that he's really sexy? Yeah. So it was great. It was like one of the best experiences that I've had, especially first experience. We'd never been together. So it was like an amazing, fun, awesome experience that I highly recommend. And I got to to bag the hot bye, bro. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. I can tell your face is all red and you're super excited. <laughs> like you're reliving the whole thing. <laughs> Looking back at the pictures was like really hot. I gotta say. Wow. Yeah. So pictures, yay! Yeah, maybe, maybe occasionally, like on a blue moon. So that's my hot tail. Pretty hot. It's pretty hot. So I think we need to take a break. Yes. Uh, but when we come back, we'll be talking all about the unicorn experience. And we're back. So, Ams, what is your definition of a unicorn? So, I, I would define a unicorn as a single woman in the lifestyle, right? I, there are sort of narrower definitions that some people apply, like she needs to be bisexual. She's, you know, only seeking out these kinds of threesomes. Mm -hmm. But I think a more gen in a more general sense, it's, just, it's a single woman in the lifestyle, somebody who is not in a primary partner relationship. Yeah, I agree with that. I think maybe way back, it used to be just a single woman looking for relationships with couples or mm -hmm. sex with couples. But I think now it's it's much more broad. Yeah. And we've certainly met quite a lot of women who mm -hmm. are single in the lifestyle. Some of them are bisexual, some, some of them are not. Are not. Right? Some of them really enjoy this type of like uh, two women, one man, threesome. Some of them don't. Is not doesn't have to be such like a tight definition for right, sure. Right. So we want to hear a fun fact. Yes, of course I do. Did you know that Britney Spears has a song about threesomes? She has a song about threesomes. Yep. Is that there's one where she's in a video and she's like baking cookies or nope. something? No, nope, it's, it's a different, a different one. one. Okay. It's a different one. Okay. And actually, the song is called Three. Oh, <laughs> that's the name of the song. Three. Three. Yep. Okay. It's uh, from 2009. Okay. Uh, one of her like greatest hits albums is like I'm I'm counting one two three. Not only you and me. Okay. Okay. So she so it's her and a guy and then someone they've invited in. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of kind of fun. I was trying to do some research on on threesomes and that just came up. You know, the girl has some wisdom. She's good. I have to say. So many of her songs are really sexy. Yeah. If you listen to the words. Yeah. Free Britney. Uh, and who knew that right? you better work, bitch, was a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Anyway. Right. Okay. So, obviously, you and I are not unicorns right. by that definition. Right. right? We're both in long-term committed relationships. But I, I don't know about you, but I've had a couple of threesomes or like the beginning of a threesome experience where I was the guest star mm -hmm. in the experience. And it, it felt good. Yeah. It felt different yeah. than, you know, experiences that Mr. Ams and I have had where we've invited somebody to join us. Right. And that's what I'm kind of curious to explore. Yeah, I've actually had a few of those experiences too. When uh, Mr. Cat and I were super new mm -hmm, to the lifestyle mm -hmm. and um, we were experimenting with a little bit of separate play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> Don't leave it at that, girl. So two, two in, uh, so two experiences in particular, one really good. Yeah. And one not so good. Yeah, the okay. one that was not so good was in the very beginning. I was very green. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And 
I didn't know if this was something I wanted to do or not, but this couple had put on their profile that they wanted a sexy girl to come and take pictures while they had sex. And I thought, that's probably a really good way to see if this is something that I might want to do. Yeah. So I went and they wanted me to wear lingerie and be really sexy while I was taking the pictures. And it was at her house. They were dating. They weren't married. Okay. And it was great. I had a lot of fun doing that. I took lots of pictures of them and it was sexy and it was fun and I I felt fine. And okay. so then they invited me again or rather he invited me. Mm. It seemed like it was they. I don't remember clearly anymore, but it was going to be at his house this time. So I get there and she's not there yet. Okay. I I detect a yeah. A so bait it and turned switch. it it kind of yeah, it was. Mm. So after a while, he's, he's saying, like, she's running late. And then, uh, and then he says, okay, she's not coming. Uh-huh. Like, she had just texted him to say she's not coming. Okay. So I immediately felt really uncomfortable. Did you leave? Or oh, did yeah. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I left. Good for I you. I said, you know, I think I'm going to go. Yeah. And I got out of there as quickly as I could. Yeah. Because he, he said to me, but you could stay if you want to. You know, we mm. could we could have some fun. And I was like, mm, Yeah, no. No, that's not what that's not what I came for. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. Good for you. Good I was you. my heart was pounding though. That's the first time I've ever been in that kind of situation. Yeah. Well, you bring up a really good point. Like one of the things that I'm very nervous or concerned about as we explore the idea of unicorn threesomes is you're kind of on your own, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm so used to Mr. Am's being there for me as like a, a buddy, as a partner, right. but also a little bit as a protector if something goes sideways right. and not having that safety net available to me is scary. Like it's a little bit scary that you end up in a situation you don't want to be in. Yeah, definitely. It was a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thought twice about ever doing that again. Yeah. But (laughs) then I got over it. (laughs) The other couple that I had an experience with were amazing. Yeah. Yes. So beautiful couple. Mm -hmm. She's a bombshell. She's gorgeous. And Mm. he's really good looking, really handsome. Do I know this couple? You do know this couple. Okay. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Oh. Uh-huh. Is, oh, yeah. They, okay. They're both, like, oh, gorgeous, but yes. she's gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah. 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 And one of the things that I wasn't sure about was how I felt about being with a girl. Yeah. So this was not a couple where she was wanting to experiment with her sexuality. Mm. I knew right from the get-go that she was definitely bi. Yeah. That they were seeking out women, not because she wanted to see if she was bi or not, but because she was bi and she wanted to have some fun with girls and he was okay with it. Yeah, yeah, So they weren't a lifestyle couple when I met them. Mm -hmm. And so I came into the picture. We had so much fun. Mm -hmm. We met at a bar. We danced. We had a really good time. We laughed. We told stories. It was great. Yeah. And I felt super comfortable with them. Yeah. So when it came to the time, you know, uh, that was just a first meeting, but the second date, we we got together. I went back to their hotel room with them and we had a blast. It was so good. And this was, gosh, this was my first girl, girl experience. Really? Your very, very first? Yeah. Wow. It was really good. You had a good time. Because she was super into it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that made me into it. It was hot. It was really, really good. Yes, I can see that. I knew from the get-go that she wasn't putting on a show for her husband. Right. And that made it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Were you able to explore like positions and stuff that are hard to explore in a four-way experience? Yeah. Yeah. And here I truly was the guest star. Right. They were both interested in me. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. wasn't like, I think in some situations, it's the wife who wants to be taken care of by the unicorn and the man, right? Sure, yeah. But this wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were so excited yeah. to have me there. I felt... I felt like a I felt like a unicorn. I didn't know that term at the time. Looking back, I guess probably what I was doing, it wasn't what I was. Right. That's the kind of experience that I want to explore mm-hmm. with like the the sexy homework. Cuz I have very little experience in this realm. Like we've had threesomes and we've had FMF threesomes, mm-hmm. but they're definitely FM 
F right. threesome, right? Where the focus Everything of the is on two the women is predominantly on the guy. And I'm getting more comfortable with the idea of identifying as straight. I mm-hmm. think that, you know, my interest in girl-girl play is like very sporadic, very situational. Well, and even though I had this incredible experience with her, mm-hmm. I'm still not sure that I'm, I'm not super bi. Right. But when it's that authentic. Yes. I like that. Yes. When it's that authentic, mm-hmm. it's hot. Right. So yeah, that worked for me. And I was thinking maybe I, maybe I am more bi. I think I still kind of identify as straight. Right. With exceptions. Okay, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Straight with exceptions. And I think that's true for you too. Yeah. I, w- I think that's a good way of putting it. In any event, the threesomes that I've had, they're fun. I have a good time. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel a little bit like I don't know what to do right now or I feel like a little superfluous mm-hmm. because if the focus is on the guy and the guy is focused on the other girl – which should happen, right? right? Especially if somebody's getting invited right. in. I want to make sure she's having an amazing time. But I find myself like asking if anybody needs water or <laughs> condoms or should I like... Maybe you should just take a break and have a snack. Right, exactly. <laughs> Dance party. Do you remember when we had this? <laughs> the, I think that was an... FMFF, right? And at one uh-huh. point, like you and I are dancing in the corner because, yeah. like, like, what, what are we, we going to do? do now? <laughs> um, they and, look like they're having fun. Right. And not that that's not fun. Right. But there was one experience that I had at one of our house parties, and it wasn't a long experience. It was just like a, a, a moment, like mm-hmm. maybe 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And like the two of them devoured me. <laughs> And, Yummy. and it was like, I was like, oh, wow, awesome, right? really awesome. Yeah. I am really enjoying this. And so it kind of put that little seed in, mm-hmm. in my brain thinking, huh, this would be fun to explore. And of course, Mr. Ams is not particularly thrilled with <laughs> this of episode and the second homework because he's like, I want to have FMF threesomes all the time and you don't want to do them. And now you want to do one without me. I'm like, yeah, sorry. That's the sexy yep, homework. That's for, the homework. That's, that's what it's going to be this time. Poor Mr. Ams. Yeah. He, he, oh. don't, don't feel too I'm sorry for I'm not going to feel sorry for him <laughs> at all. Not at all. So like, let's get a little more educated on unicorn threesomes. Good idea. I think we should talk to Toronto Unicorn. We're back with Toronto Unicorn. Through her unapologetic, charmingly vulgar, and relatable personality, Toronto Unicorn has built a community of loyal followers who appreciate her authenticity, creativity, storytelling, and her colorful sense of humor. Hello there. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I am a, you know, a COVID born overshare on the internet. You know, I was bored and I had uh, finding new hobbies was what we all kind of had to do in that time. And I started oversharing some of my sex life on the internet and people started to like it. And I was like, well, I got more of those. Right. And so I would start sharing and little did I know a journey had just started in my life of this single woman unicorn trying to be a swinger all on her own. And I started capturing it from the beginning. And now it's three years later. So I was just a hobbyist, just putting my life out there. And then I captured this experience of integration almost of a, a woman who like learned to thrive in her body, also learned to like own her sexuality. And it's just been a very big transition. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my journey is I have overshared my life, but in a sex club culture in Toronto and uh, I kind of show the good, the bad, and the cringeworthy on my channel. <laughs> Did you always want to be a unicorn from the beginning? Did you know what that was? Or how how do you define it? So a single woman unicorn is usually a single woman in the lifestyle who wants to have sex with couples. Uh, single women unicorns also like to get railed with men alone. Like that's totally a, something I didn't know at the beginning. I thought single women were meant for couples. Turns out that's very rigid thinking. That's kind of the old 70s way of swinging. 
now the swinger lifestyle is much more broader. There's a lot of room for experimentation and, you know, execution of how you want to experience different variety without it being structured as a swap or a threesome or whatever. So um, I would say a single woman is not just limited to couples. Single women are there to have their own sexual experiences, whether it's new new experiences with women. A lot of women become fucking randomly lesbian like me in the middle of life. Like, not lesbian, I'm being dramatic. But the point is, I never expected to want to lick some girl's pussy. And now suddenly I'm great at it. And I'm like, what happened? And so this journey is more about these single women coming into their own sexuality as well as feeling some fantasy for some couple Mm -hmm. and that isn't what I thought at the beginning I thought we were there almost ornamentally (laughs) to Mm. be like the third right right um so yeah so the journey for me was really crafted that way where I I started out actually wanting to be in a partnership I looked for 10 years for somebody to make this experience safer right Mm -hmm. I was like I don't want to show up alone who wants to do that got it so you didn't set out to be a unicorn in the beginning no No, absolutely not. I was scared. I was scared. I didn't actually think a single woman had a place. I thought you had to be in a couple, which I think is what some other people also mistakenly think. But no, I wanted to desperately to have that relationship to then go do this together and find a single woman, have a threesome. And I waited so long that I realized when I was 34, do I want this bad enough or not? Because if I do, then I don't have to do it that way. I could do it this way, right? The single woman way. And so I decided after one last terrible Tinder date that I was done with that and I wanted to do something different. And it's literally how it happened that night. I went on one more Tinder date and that guy talked over me and had cologne on I couldn't handle. And I just remember thinking, fuck, like I've got to go to a sex club now. And it's true. And, and I did. And I had the best night of my life and, and became part of a new culture that felt like home, right? So do you like the unicorn moniker? Like, does that make you feel special? Does it make you feel kind of like objectified? You mentioned at first you thought it was kind of like this ornamental yeah. third. So So how do you feel about that? Well, some of my videos were a little angry because I was like, Guys, this is not cool because some of the couples that would reach out to me would clearly treat me as I was their sexual escort. But the truth right. is there's couples who've written on their profile such a such aggressive things such as the after sex, the woman must not speak and get in her car and leave immediately. Nuh-uh. I have screenshotted that. I t- I was, uh, you know, this is what I was up against when I joined as a single woman. Mm. And I thought, no, 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 this is not what I was promised. I, told, I was told I feel special. But the truth is we all can create our own reality by simply not accepting what whatever is coming at us and instead mm-hmm. asking for what we want. So mm, the I thing agree. is, there's an important distinction between the swinger lifestyle and polyamory lifestyle, where there is uh, single women are not to be treated as a sex toy, human sex toy for a couple. They are real relationships, you know. So there's actually a lot of stigma about the term unicorn hunting. If you say those words in the wrong circles, you're going to raise some feathers. So I don't mind it because I'm in a lifestyle where as a single woman, I have fantasies and certain sexual positions that I want to have with a man and a woman together. So I actually love threesomes and when I get to have a a good fulsome experience and I've got my own fantasies to fulfill, right? It's not just about what can I do for you, Mr. and Mrs., you know? Mm -hmm. So both. I've been objectified and I've been treasured. And I think the difference is learning what not to accept and learning how to to get what out of this lifestyle, what you're looking for. That's great advice. Um, you mentioned um, your first time with a woman being sort of a surprise. Do, do you think that you have to be bisexual to be a unicorn? So you definitely don't have to be bisexual. I have some straight single friends that still shock me that they're straight because <laughs> they still like suck other girls boobs and stuff. And I'm like, is that straight? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so there's so much fluidity and question marks all around. And I think exploration is a beautiful thing. So I think as once we stop identifying in boxes, people are more free too. Mm-hmm. 
But I think there's absolutely straight unicorns. And the difference is there's going to be a different type of threesome. You're likely going to have what's more like a known as a, a V threesome with a man in the middle. And he's going to be pleasuring two women or those two women are going to be servicing the man. That's there's a there's a little bit of what I like to call a bottleneck situation there with penetration and stuff like, you know, there's someone fiddling around while someone's maybe. And so I prefer to have threesomes with other bisexual women because there's way more um, on the table. There's, you know, but there's absolutely room for everybody who is every limit. They just have to be kind of clear about them. Yeah. So can you go a little bit more into the differences between like the the FMF and Mm -hmm. the FFM? threesome. So you mentioned that there can be a dick bottleneck for sure in the FMF, but like, what are some of the, um, the differences that you see in, in practice when you've had those two different types of threesomes? I've had many, and I also help my friends fulfill fantasies now. So I've kind of evolved beyond my own fantasies. And now I'm trying to help people find like fulfill their fantasies too. Um, so let's start off with the acronym. So let's, uh, we're going to talk about two women and a man, right? Mm-hmm. So an FMF where the two Fs aren't touching because the mm-hmm. M's in the middle, those women aren't touching either, right? Not mm-hmm. really. But if the Fs are touching, those women are by, those women are going to touch. So that's a good way of remembering if it's an FFM, it's the women are touching, they're going to lick pussy potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have had both and I have been bored in one of them. Can you guess which one? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. You don't, uh, you don't really get out of it what you're hoping for. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to is there's room for everyone, pussy licking women and not, you just have to be clear about, Hey, what you're excited about, what your limits are. And, uh, people are pretty good at respecting that. But the difference for me is when I, for example, I'm an all hands on deck kind of threesome girl. So when there is two other people involved, I like to all be in, involved in the same time. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite things to do is lick a girl's clit underneath while she's getting fucked in her pussy. And like, I just watch my nose. Cause like, I was gonna say, wait, you know, <laughs> where do the balls go? Like, I'm telling you, it's a close <laughs> call. <laughs> It's like that line from Clueless. She's like, my doctor, I just had a nose job and my doctor said I can't have balls flying near my face. And she's like, well, there goes your social life. Remember that? It's true. I remember that clip too. It's so true. But that's like, I'm like getting in a dirty kind of girl. Like I would think like a two girl blow job is really hot and the girls kissing. Like that's my kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But then when I watch my other like more straight female friends, it's more about the guy. They're more like, well, I'll jerk him off while you kiss him or, you know, it's just like I and it doesn't always have to be like that. But there's a lot of flavors of threesomes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something you don't really know until you get more exposure in the lifestyle, too. And I think that's why when I joined the lifestyle, I thought, well, I'm in this basically to fulfill some couples fantasy. And that my mind was blown when I was like oh, this is about my journey this too, right? This is about mm-hmm. not only do I want to experiment with women, but now I want two men, right? So then I had two men and had that experience. We and, really like that. Highly, oh, highly yeah. recommend. Five uh-huh. stars. Yeah. Oh, Five yeah. stars. Yes. I like being drunk on cock. <laughs> yeah. A good feeling, yeah. Uh-huh. I haven't had it enough though, I, I will admit. I'm, I'm, I'm not the normal kind of single woman. Because I'm also a demisexual, and that means that I need an emotional connection before mm-hmm. I'll have sexual attraction. And that has really limited, in my opinion, not a bad way, the people I have had sex with, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I was, I would go many times to sex clubs as a single woman with like, you know, nails polished, you know, Brazilian wax ready and go home empty handed. Sure. Because I just didn't find anybody who a talked to me because couples are terrified, terrified <laughs> of talking to the like few single women uh, who show up. And let me tell you, I'll tell you why. And this is not a secret. I put some content on my channel about this. But I have uh, I cover a lot of theme nights at sex clubs. And one of them is unicorn night, which is the theme night of threesomes, whatever. And so one time I put the title as is it unicorn or third wheel night? Because I have never been more lonely at a sex club than on unicorn night or a night when I was one of a few single women, because I think the competition is so high that no one tries Mm. and it's very lonely. People just don't, they, I have been bored out of my mind. Interesting. Oh yeah. That surprises me. 
because we hear about couples always looking for a unicorn. They're so mysterious. You can never find one. And then they have a whole bunch right there. And they're what do they get Mm. cold feet? They don't, they don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. Why do you think it is? They so don't here's approach. a, I'm going to paint you an image. Okay. So I go to a club that has an outdoor pool open all year round. And I went there on unicorn night with my horn on flapping mm-hmm. my tits in the pool. And there was two people, two people, two people, two people all making out on their date. Mm. No one was even available to talk to me. It was, I was on everyone else's date and I was just alone in the middle of the pool. And mm. that is a perfect image of why single women like me not just me don't go back on those nights because Mm -hmm. when we go when single men are there it's a very different experience like we are courted we are pursued we are you know sought after we don't have to work as hard it is hit or miss you can have i had the best night of my life on a unicorn night where i had my first threesome so i don't want to to you know be so dramatic about how it's it's so bad. It's not so bad. It's just that if you go as a shy person, as a single woman, as a shy person, or somebody who doesn't really know, you're not going to come out with anything. If you are a down to fuck woman who is like, look, I'm going to go and have, you're going to be fine. You're going to go and pick your couple out and you're going to be fine. But I think I didn't have that. I was so shy about even sex with people too early that I wouldn't, it was hard to even make eye contact. So what are some of the sort of unexpected benefits or challenges to being a single woman in the lifestyle? I think that there's nothing like this, you know, the confidence boost that can come from feeling desired, wanted, rare, right? Um, So when I first joined this lifestyle, I had just come off a 10 year sexual hiatus, I had literally Mm -hmm. had cobwebs grow over my vagina, it Mm -hmm. had been a long time, I, I forgot how to have sex. I forgot how to communicate. I forgot the dance, mm-hmm. right? And the so steps. what I, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, in addition to that is you can meet a lot of great people um, because people generally like to talk to single women at the clubs. We're not as threatening or intimidating um, or uh, some of the single men. So if, even if you're there to make friends, you're still welcome more. Like, you know, you're always invited. Single women are generally always invited, even if it's a couple's event or a couple's cruise. Yeah, single women are allowed, right? We're single men, not always. Yeah. So we do feel included. We don't pay as much money to get in. And some clubs, we don't pay anything. There's benefits to being a single woman. Um, the, the, the disadvantages is that sometimes you meet people who think that you are their disposable sex toy. And that's not always, for some people, they don't know how to handle that. And yeah. so it can be if somebody goes in and has that as their first threesome attempt and somebody really, you know, makes them feel different, they might not try again. There's so many little things that could go wrong, even just in your approach, right, with somebody using possessive language over that single woman too fast is a little weird. I've had people refer to me as, oh, honey, we found our unicorn, we found our unicorn. And I was like, I hadn't yet agreed to do anything. With right, them. right. Um, yeah. yeah. Have you ever had situations that felt downright unsafe? Or what are some of the things that you do to make sure that you do feel safe when you're meeting people and playing with people? Yeah, I think for me, meeting in public places, feeling good about people's energy as people, mm-hmm. before I would worry about the sex side. I don't think I would. Um, I did meet a, a couple in a hotel, but not the first time. Like, so mm-hmm. I think there's ways to make sure that a for example, that couple that invited me two hours north, make sure you have a way home. Make yeah. sure you know how you're going to be safe throughout the experience. Um, I remember this other couple, they were like, I don't know, two hours away, or whatever. And they're like, well, there's a go bus stop right, right there. And I'm like, oh. you want a single woman to get on a go bus, at, especially at night, and just take myself home? Like, it just, that's what I mean, is it's kind of up to me to protect my safety and not right. just expect the couples to think about mm-hmm. that. Um, so that was a, a good thing is, is to keep ourselves safe, right? And not make, not make risky decisions just because we're turned on. It sounds like you use your instincts. You know, if something feels like it's not right, you just seem to steer away from that. It's true. And I think there's so much joy and pleasure in this lifestyle when you do find the right people and vibe that it's quick when you, you, you quickly realize when it's not. And no one should have that that shiver up their spine with someone and then suck their dick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. should just decide mm-hmm. differently if that's if you're empowered to do so. 
So I, I have to say, as a, a married woman in the lifestyle, I rely way too heavily on my husband to do things like tell, like give bad news, say, no, we're not mm-hmm. interested, like shut things down. If play's not going well, I might like look over at him and give him like a really slight like shake of the head. And I'm expecting him to wrap things mm-hmm. up. Um, yeah. And like, as we're considering like exploring this space as a, a single woman looking for a threesome, like I'm afraid of my <laughs> own skills of like being able to say no. Was that hard for you yeah. when you first got started to just say, yeah, this is not going to work for me? Or did you find yourself in experiences where you just kind of like, I should have said no, but I was too chicken shit to do it. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's funny though that you said that because I just started my own. So I have a few podcasts, but I just started one called Live Unapologetically Yourself. And I only Mm -hmm. have two episodes so far. One of them is called How to Say No and Mean It. And the other one is People Pleasing. Mm -hmm. So it's because really quickly in this lifestyle, you don't want to end up in a sexual situation because you didn't know how to say no. Mm -hmm. And I have been there. My friends have been there. Mm -hmm. And it's not good, right? And so I actually try to help empower people with just knowing how to say no politely, effectively, without a lot of, you know, bullshit reasons. Um, So that's just, it's very important. But no, people need help with this because Mm -hmm. people can be peer pressured into sex, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I don't know about you, but like, I I don't think I would ever even have one more lick of a dick that I didn't want. Mm -hmm. I am at that part Mm -hmm. of my life. Never, never. That's right. You need to walk into those situations knowing how you're already going to say no. And that's that's the key. Mm. If you have something in your emotional back pocket, the two words that will save you in every situation is no thanks, period, not comma. Don't insert an excuse. Don't give a justification because a no is a no. And if you have to repeat it, then you say it again. And then if they have to, if you, they repeat it again, then you say, wow, no means no. I'm surprised you didn't learn that earlier. <laughs> then you put them back on the defense and effectively you've solved the problem too. Well, and, and comma versus period, right? If you say mm-hmm. you're like, no, thanks. I, you know, I have to get up early in the morning or it, it invites mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. to, to like solve Sweet. the problem, right? Like, oh, if that's exactly. the reason, let me tell you how I can solve this problem for you. And if the reason is, I just don't want to suck your dick. Then you don't need yeah. to, you don't need an explanation. No is a complete sentence. Yeah. You're very right. And you will quickly find yourself fucked into submission <laughs> because they've gotten through all your bullshit reasons. Right. So one right. of them was, Oh, I have a conflict. I have this thing. Sorry. I don't want to attend. Oh, well, what if we could do both? Oh, well, motherfucker. Now I can shit. Right. What do right. I do? Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. So that's why I think that you are right to stop the problem. Stop it earlier by simply not inviting, uh, Mm -hmm. like you said, a solution, right, to the problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So we now know how to get out of a bad situation. (laughs) (laughs) What would you advise women who are interested in in becoming a unicorn? What are some positive things that we can leave them with? If the one of the first lessons I've learned, and it's also one of the lessons I pass along to new women I meet. It is that you have to learn to pursue as a single woman. You may not think that that's the case, but it is. And if you are not making eye contact and meeting couples halfway in the process, you're not going to get that many experiences. You've got to also make, you know, make some smiles or be open-minded, have open body language. Cause I would sit with my resting bitch face in the corner of the pool, my arms crossed, wondering why no one wanted to fuck me. Right. right? Like I was radiating like fuck off energy. And I, and I didn't understand why I would go home empty handed. Right. So those are the kind of things that when I learned, I have to be approachable. It's up Mm -hmm. to me to create space for somebody to feel comfortable to even just offer to buy me a drink, offer to have a conversation. So I think women will be more empowered in this lifestyle when they realize that they do have to put some energy into seeking do the deal with the women. The men are usually an in, um, <laughs> you know, like if they, if they veto it, it's really rare, but there's a little bit of like, could be jealousy or secure insecurities. And especially if people are new. And one of the most effective ways to calm those is to have the two women maintain the most eye contact in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm staring at the husband or the boyfriend while the woman's talking to me, she's going to notice that. Yeah. And I, I just, they, the women needs to be comfortable. 
I do this little, like it's like a little psychological, like credit job. But I basically say to the wife, I'm just going to use wife. It could be a sure. partner. Yeah. Um, can I suck his dick? Because what I've done there, even though she's like, they usually say you don't need permission or sometimes they just say yes. What I've done there is clearly establish their dominance. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to fight that battle anymore. Right. And mm-hmm. then the rest goes more smoothly because that woman is put on the quick comfort, right? Of this woman knows she's a guest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And that's just it is I think sometimes being a good unicorn is making people feel comfortable too, like the other people. And I think if you know that they're concerned about, you know, jealousy or whatever, do your part to bridge that gap, do your part to bond with the woman, don't hold hands with the guy, like just, you know, like, you know, keep it, keep it within bounds. Like there's one rule. I don't ever text the husband or the male side one-on-one, even though I do with the women. Mm -hmm. So there's just a boundary there that everybody feels comfortable with, including me, because I don't need to be shady. There's no shadiness here. So there's just things that I do, even though I am an ethical unicorn and I would never um, sleep with someone's husband without their, their permission and fucking enthusiasm, frankly, it doesn't mean that they know that. This is great. I, I took two notes on what you said. One, Good. do not radiate fuck off energy. I need to take yeah. note of that quite a lot. <laughs> and Go figure, right? I do not know. radiate fuck, fuck off, off energy. energy. I kind of do, <laughs> do it clubs. But, and the other is like people talk a lot about couples being good hosts and they should be to the, mm-hmm. to a unicorn or to anybody coming into their bedroom, but like also being a good guest, both of those roles, there's like etiquette to it. There's yeah. good swinger yeah. etiquette to well, a threesome. One of my takeaways from what you said too, is to choose rather than wait back mm. to be chosen. That's right. Look around the room, see what couples you find interesting, go and talk to them. Yeah, Not, exactly. not sit back in your corner waiting for people to approach you. Yeah. Do the choosing. Yeah. And and it's true. And if people learn that quicker, they will have way more success in the lifestyle. And not just that in life. Mm-hmm, because yeah. some of us need to learn these skills to be good at them in other places too. And being yes. assertive is hard for especially some women who are used to the, like, they like the dance of sit back and let it happen. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's time that we need to grow a pair, no offense, or whatever, <laughs> but, and learn those things because then for other things, you might be more assertive in the job, right. Or going for that promotion because you're getting that experience in the lifestyle. This lifestyle is a huge character building. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Toronto Unicorn, we have gotten such phenomenal advice from you. Yay. And I'm sure that some of our listeners would like to hear more uh, about what you have to say. Where can they find you online? Where can they find you on socials? I'm pretty slutty with my social media. So I've got yeah. a lot of things, but I have found a passion in educating and storytelling and giving advice on this lifestyle. And so I have a YouTube channel called Toronto Unicorn. Um, it has a lot of videos categorized and playlists that are meant to help people. I have one playlist called Advice for Singles Who Want to Go to a Sex Club But Don't Want to Go Alone. Mm-hmm. It is a very long-winded title, but it has to be mm-hmm. that because I am trying to grab people who are afraid of doing this alone and show them what happens when you do. So YouTube is where you can see that visual stuff. But if you want to see that charmingly vulgar side, you've got to go to the podcast, which if you search Toronto Unicorn in Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts or whatever, you will find um, a selection. I have sex stories, which is explicit stories about my sex in this lifestyle. I also have what is called Sex and Swinging with Toronto Unicorn. This is meant to help people from episode one through the end get integrated into this lifestyle. So I'm TorontoUnicorn.com has all of my links. It's uh, it's there to help people not have to learn the hard way, you know, not have to recreate the wheel because to be an effective, you know, swinger and, and maybe actually fulfill that fantasy, you know, sooner rather than later. And, you know, I'm telling you, there's people who come into this lifestyle and, and make the most basic preliminary mistakes, such as touching without consent, putting your arm around a woman to hit on her, not allowed. Mm-hmm. Right. Touch. And so I have seen couples get kicked out of sex clubs because they didn't know how to hit on a woman. Yes. So that's oh, why yeah. I'm like, I'm here to be like, no, 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 pay attention, please. Because if you can get this down and you can assimilate, just like if you went to some other culture and you had to cover your hat or your head, 
if you can get the culture down, you're going to be okay. You're going to thrive. Well, this was so much fun. This was yeah, a blast. So Toronto Thank Unicorn, you inviting me. it is a pleasure to meet you. I'm looking forward to checking out your podcast. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed the YouTube videos. Awesome. Well, thanks for inviting me. I had so much fun. I loved her so much. She's great. She's really awesome. She's talk about authentic. Yes. She is authentic. She is super authentic. And I love like in some way our journeys are a little bit similar, Mm -hmm. right? COVID and like, what am I going to do now? I'm going right. to sh- like overshare my story. So I'm like, yeah, girl, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of oversharing. Right. <laughs> okay. So what are you thinking? I don't know. For sexy homework. You I don't think, know? Well, sexy homework is difficult. I think for me, I've had that experience. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. I think though, the way I went about it was finding them on a profile. Yeah. I wonder what it would be like to be at a party or at a, a club and be a unicorn. Would would couples approach me? Mm-hmm. Would I be approaching couples? How would that go? That might be interesting to see to just that aspect of it. Like what is it like to be a unicorn at a party or at a at a sex club? Yeah. Do you think that you would meet a couple and hook up with a couple at a sex club? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I could see myself meeting people. I I'm not one to just meet people and have sex. And right jump now. in the sack. Really, really rare. Yeah. Unless you're Irish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another day. That is a story for another day. <laughs> in any event. So, okay. So, so going to a club is cool. And mm-hmm. I think like experiencing what it would be like to be single at a club is cool. But I'm wondering. Does that seem like I'm, I don't know. Does that seem like I'm, I'm teasing the, the idea? Like I'm not really. But no, no, no couple should come up to me with the expectation that I'm going to fuck them. No, it's always be prepared, but don't have expectations for sure. I'm just wondering, like, how do we set you up for success? (laughs) I know. I was thinking, like, do I need to have a sign on my head that says unicorn? Unicorn. Because I was thinking that if we, if I go to a party where everybody knows me. Yeah. And they know I'm a married woman. Yeah. Yeah. They might not think that they can approach me. We might have to go to a new city. Okay. We might are, are have to you... go somewhere we haven't been or somewhere somewhere different. So again, I'm asking the question, will you fuck a couple in a new city that you've never met before? No, you're no. not going to do that. No. Which is okay. Like, it's okay to but that's explore. That's not my part. That's not the part of the homework for me. I'm that thinking my part of the homework would be to explore how how you feel at a party when okay. you're by yourself or do do. Unicorns usually go completely by themselves. Do they? Do they go in herds? Well, so Toronto unicorn. Yeah, what, what is? Is it a pack or herd? What is the plural of unicorn? Hold, please. What is? What is it when they travel in a pack? How do Google? How do you describe a group of unicorns? Uh, oh, I love this. A pack of unicorns is called a blessing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so do I go with my blessing? <laughs> you, you can grab a whole bunch of unicorns and go as a blessing. I like that. To a sex club. So maybe I'm going to do that. That's a I cool mean, that's idea. homework. Not Homework doesn't always have to be sex, right? Right. That's right. That's right. Because we said we don't fuck for the podcast. That's We're not going to have sex just for the podcast. That's true. That's true. And if I mean, you- I could unicorn for a sexy couple that I already know. I could do that too. You could do I that. could do all of it. Well, so that's kind of where I'm thinking I will go with my sexy homework is okay. to ask a couple I know if, and this is a kind of a crazy ask, right? I want to send a message to them saying, hey, I would like to have a unicorn threesome experience for the podcast, and I would like to be able to talk about it for the podcast. And by the way, I'm not super bisexual, so like you can do all the things to me, but, but I'm, I'm not, not going to reciprocate. reciprocate. Are you interested? I bet you'd have some takers. I think I will have some takers. I think you will. Yes. For sure. We have some lovely, generous friends. <laughs> well, and... You know, it's not like we have so much going on that we don't have time for something that's fun, but right. not not exactly what we would go after, but still fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. They're going to love it. They're going to love it. I, I have a couple of couples in mind. And uh, 
And Mr. Ams is going out of town, so I've got well, some Well, he better go time. out of town. Otherwise, he's going to sit home and be... FOMO. No, he won't sit home. No, <laughs> he will find be something to home. do. Um, yeah, so that's what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to ask a couple that I know if it's okay if we set up this experience okay. and let like let them know. I want to talk about it on the podcast, so that has to be okay ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And like, this is how I feel about the ladies. I like the ladies. So would you be open to someone who's definitely bi? Yeah. What I've noticed is that, and and I've had a woman go down on me before. Mm -hmm. I've had a woman touch and kiss me before. And like, if I'm really turned on. You love it. I want all the things. I will do all the things. I don't care. Like I will chase that pleasure and I don't really care where it's coming from. Right. It's not where I want to start usually, which is often how like girl, girl play in the lifestyle mm-hmm. tends to be this like appetizer to the main right. experience. And I, that it doesn't work for me that well, but if I'm really in the experience and things are getting like swirly and touchy and all the hands and all the things, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm probably not going to go down on you. I'll kiss you and that sort of thing. But like, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, just being upfront about what you're okay with that, and what you're not okay with. I think with. that makes all the difference. Yeah. All right. Well, this sounds like fun. I think it's going to be fun. All right. We'll see you next time. So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show rate us or give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks for listening. Okay, my hot tail is fucking awesome. I'm so happy with it. Um, I'm going to cut that out. (laughs) I'm just so happy about it. (laughs) Okay.